Hey, Bartender Journey, episode number 17. Vanna, what's up? What up? Hey. So uh, I was telling you, uh, I hang out at this bar every once in a while, and we always say how you don't you don't go in and immediately announce that you're a bartender, you know? But I got to know everybody, and it eventually came out that I bartend. And then um, they, I heard the bartender that's there usually was going on vacation. I'm like, hello, I'm right here. I, you know, nice. I, she, or she's she's telling me, like, I'm not going to be here um, next couple weeks or whatever. Yep. And uh, I'm like, who's going to be filling in? She goes, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> opportunity and then but they like they always have girl bartenders always every never never male bartender ever and so the owner's like yeah, yeah haha so then everybody at the bar is like hey why not vince come on so uh the owner still hadn't made her up her mind by the time I left. and then the next day she gave me a call and uh asked me to work the next day uh-huh. which was cool which and then uh, i'll be there you know a couple other nights but um filling in you know but we'll see so, so it works, folks. It works, See? what we talk about, right? It works. You know? So you are, you saw an opportunity, you were listening, and you just slid right in there. Yeah. Right? And like then, a fucking and then, thief in the night. Now, the other side of this is we talk about social media for bartenders, whatever. And, you know, I, I'm going to try to pack the bars on the night I'm there, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna um, tell my friends about it, call, text, you know, Facebook, whatever. Try to get as many people in there as I can. And then the owner will be like, oh, shit, what? look at our receipts. They're higher than they were, you know, last week with the regular bartenders. So, you know, not that I'm trying to steal their job or anything, but, you know, it looks good for me. And uh, why not? That's great, man. You know, how was it different, like, compared to where we were? Oh, it was totally different, man. It's, a, you know, it's a small bar. Everybody knows everybody. And it's just about bullshitting with the customers wow. and, you know, easy drink. You know, I made, I didn't, more beer, I opened more beers than made drinks, you know. Yeah. But, um, but it's it's nice, you know. Everybody everybody goes in there super nice. Everybody knows everybody, and it's 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 a nice vibe, you know. Outstanding, man. Yeah. Outstanding. So it's you know when I'm not working at the other place, whatever we work work here, there, and, and everywhere. And you went in this place just to hang out to have a drink, and you over you overheard this conversation or whatever, and you saw an opportunity. And you yeah. Just struck it, man. Yeah. Well, I'm a I wouldn't say I'm a regular, but semi regular. I go in there once in a while, and everybody knows me. Like I said, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows me. Yep. So they heard uh, the regular bartender was going to be away. Hey, why not me? Outstanding, man. Outstanding. <laughs> but it's like we talked about in the past. Like I think it's so short-sighted to just have female bartenders all the time. They have a ladies' night on Wednesday. I'm like... You want a lady bartender at a ladies' night? No, that makes absolutely. no sense. What's the whole idea of having a ladies' night? To bring in more guys, right? That's it. That's it. And it's the same concept with a male bartender. And on ladies' night, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies don't want to be looking at, a, at another no, lady. Absolutely not. You know, I mean, it's not that kind of an establishment anyway. So, <laughs> but, it, you know, I think they should toss the other bartender for ladies' night at least. No, I mean, that's my opinion. I, I think I think it's great, man, that you uh, got this side gig and uh, how it worked out and the opportunity. And we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Boom, and you got an opportunity. And now here's a guy that was kind of frowning upon hiring a dude. He wanted it all chicks, and yep. now he's like, "Wow, this works." Yeah. So that that leaves room for Vano to come in the picture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> second, uh, yeah. I'm, no, the, uh, I'm the backup. You're the second backup. That's that's excellent. Man. <laughs> that's that's way to go, man. Cool. You know, where we work, the schedule's different every week. You never know when you're going to work, when you're not going to work. So you take mul- multiple streams, you know, whatever. You take what you can get. No, and man. it's and it's fun. Yeah, it's a small bar and restaurant, but um, so you're making drinks for the dining room, too. And uh, it's different. I'm washing my own glasses instead of sending them back to the kitchen like we do at the, at the other place, uh, which is fine. You know, no problem. 
but it's, I never uh, had to deal with that. What is? I mean, it's uh, yeah, there's nothing to it. You know, you got the three sinks and the, yeah. the soap and the sanitizer, and well, you rinse them off. It's, you know, it's like doing dishes at home. No big. It's actually faster because you got those big brushes that stick yeah. out and the glass sticks right in it. So it's it's pretty quick. It's not wow. much to it. That's cool. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's very different. I mean, we're. It's a different vibe. People are more laid back. They're not as formal. You know, they're not here for a big event and whatever. Everybody's very laid back. Um, but the owners are like very, they're really looking at everything you do, pinching pennies, you know, like everything you do is just like scrutinized, you know, like how, how much ice you're putting in there, how much this, that, the other thing. And uh, so I feel like, you know, I'm a little overqualified, but I don't want to step on, on the owner's toes either. Yeah. You know, so it's this fine line you're trying to balance, you know, I yeah. mean, I could... I could probably take that bar and turn it into something <laughs> better, but nobody asked me to do that, you know. So you got to watch what you watch what you say, and uh, you know. But it's it's all good. It's all good. Now nah, that's kind of that's got to be nerve wracking, you know. Yeah, it is. You, you know, know, like I how mean, much ice am I putting in? You know, that's kinda, and I know like, I know bars that are like that where people I know that work tell me about that. Where um, this girl I know, she works in a, a strip club, mm. and uh, she's just a bartender. But right. the owner has cameras all yeah. over the bar, yeah, yeah. and she, he'll just call while she's working over yeah. something stupid. I know, and I she know. goes fucking bananas. Like, are you serious? Did I ever t- did I ever talk about, about it before? But my my friend who owns the bar in the city. And uh, I worked there as a um, bartender and, ma- and weekend manager for a while. And he had cameras all over the place. And he's a musician, so he tours. And he's not always there. But he's always looking on his computer, wherever he is, he can look at us, you know. And he'll, he'll like, text me, you know, like, that that guy at the end of the bar, he's trouble, you know. Or this other guy, buy him a drink. Or, you know, I'm like, you're in fucking California. I'm in New York. It's <laughs> it's funny. Nah, that's it's, technology. Oh, but, that's crazy, man. You know, hey, man, you own a place. You want to know what's going on in your place. You, you know, you can't believe it to other people. You should be able to leave it to other people, but the average person could. I don't think I could do it, you know. I, I don't know. that I'd really have to trust somebody to... Uh, to just say hands off, you know, call me, uh, call me tomorrow, tell me how it went, you know. I mean, you really gotta. It, it's your, I, I it's your baby, you know. Yeah, you're right, and I, I I can understand it, but it's just like some of the stuff is ridiculous. Like if you bartend, like don't like that whole ice stuff. Like yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta See be that, liberal we, with ice. We talk about. Um, I was ranting on it last week about or a couple weeks ago about how I want my ice dumped out, new yeah. fruit, everything. I think some of the reason they do it is because they're being cheap. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't want you to dump the ice because that's less ice that they have to make, you know, and the, those ice machines are not cheap to run, you know, the more ice they have to make, the more money it costs in electricity. So there's, there's a, there's a lot behind the scenes when you own a place, you know, when you're, when you're just bartending and nobody's really giving you a hard time about anything, it's, you know, yeah. you do what you want and you do it the way you want it and you get comfortable doing it the way you want it. But now you, you're working for somebody who's scrutinizing you a little more and it's, uh, yeah, but it's hey, it's her, it's their place. It's yeah, not my exactly. Place. But you know, also, it's like I think of the expression "stepping over dollars to pick up dimes." Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I can understand, like you know, regulating the, the count of the booze yeah. and how you pour beer and not right. overflow and all that. That that makes sense. But like, you gotta have proper garnishments. You gotta have yeah. you know, people want ice in their gl- you know. You gotta you gotta you well, can't I, you can't you can't substitute that. You don't want you drink water, especially if it's a carbonated drink. You know, if, if vodka and soda, whatever I drink. You know, yeah, and I. I don't want it half, like half watery melted ice and because it, it's not as bubbly that way yep. for one thing and it doesn't and it's diluted you know and the fruit's old that that old fruit in there is not doing you any good you know you want you want a new fruit and it, and it looks like crap you know if you ask me so I agree with you you know it's a it's a small local place and that's the the kind of groove that they'd fallen into yep. 
but let's try to elevate things a little, you know? I mean, it's not going to cost you that much to ice. It, it, I mean, yeah, it costs a little bit in electricity. It's not going to cost you that much. Come on. How much is yeah. how much can it really cost you extra, you know? And if you tweak a few things, you can generate more business, you know, like you just, I think so. you got to step in, you got to do things differently. You know, you can't just do the same thing. And that, that drives me crazy. Let's make some cool drinks, you know? That doesn't have to be anything weird, you know, with crushed bee wings i always yeah. use that as an example of a weird stupid ingredient that makes no sense except for the fact that it's fancy you know yeah. but um whatever you know the the one drink we were talking about how how i make the stephanie you know the yep. uh the special drink that i made up uh-huh. name after somebody let's let's do that you know i mean we'll call it whatever you know call it the name of the restaurant call it whatever so, and put that up there maybe somebody who's gonna have a four dollar beer instead will have a nine dollar cocktail you know let's let's think yeah. a little here i guarantee that you know the fact that you broke the owner's comfort zone by having a dude behind a bar right and then in time when he sees what you can produce mm-hmm. and what you ring and then he, like hey buddy trust me why don't we try this right and he's gonna trust you more and more and right you right. know and he's like right. wow and then yeah, that's they knew that's me. a bartender you know that it's like he does all this, gets money, creates drink, has a following now. People like it. You know. Yeah, yeah. They knew me as a customer. They didn't know me as a bartender. They don't know what I can do. Yeah. They didn't know that I used to be a chef until I actually came up in conversation somehow yesterday. But you know, I told them that that I used to bartend in nightclubs and stuff. So now they know. And you know, so yeah, like you say, it'll take time. They'll get more comfortable. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what cool. happens. And when you downplay how good you are, mm. and it's not—it's it's just being—it's—it's it's confident. I don't have to brag. Let my actions speak for themselves. Right. Yeah, I bartend, and that's it. I've done this. I've done that. And they see you work, and a couple parties or a couple gigs—they're like, "Wow, this this cat represents. He, yeah, he rolls deep. Yeah, he brings yeah. a lot to the table." But things happen. It was—you know—it was my first day working there. And um, the waitress had this heavy accent, and I couldn't understand her. And I made the wrong thing, and then owner, and I had to dump it. And the owner was standing right there. I was like, ah, brother, you know that looks bad, you know, because yeah. like I said, they're pinching pennies at this place, and you know, I had to dump some absolute down the drain. He wasn't too happy. So, um, but it's uh, yeah, we'll get comfortable both ways. I like that game. I've been down that road where you don't know what the waiter or waitress is saying. It's called guess the drink. And it's like, okay, I want to, you know, you know, uh, I won't even attempt to imitate, but it's just like, you know what the fuck they're saying. It's like, well, some of the, the kids where we work, they're, the servers are, they're young, you know, I mean, they're old enough to serve liquor, but they're young and they're inexperienced and they don't know what the people are asking for, you know? So they'll come up, right? Sometimes they'll come up and they say, uh, I need a, um, Levitt, uh, Livet, uh, Rivet, Rivet, and I'm like, Glenn Livet? <laughs> yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I don't really care. Or they go like, Coke Rock, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Coke Rock? <laughs> Coke Rock? They're like, no, no, no Jack and Coke on the Rock. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, or, uh, I don't know, there'll be, um, I need a neat, I need a neat drink. I'm like, what do you want, neat? <laughs> but, no, they just said neat. I'm like, they didn't, I guarantee you, they didn't ask for a yeah. neat drink. <laughs> it was something neat. You got to go back and find out what it was. I'm not going to guess. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, yeah, like, yeah, that's funny. You, you could, we could have a show just on that, guessing. They said this drink isn't dirty. And she was looking at you, who drink a dirty drink? And I'm like, no, nah, you fucking dummy. You know? Come here. I'll we break, start come writing come those to Uncle down. Vano, I'll break it down for you, man. We got to start writing those down because it happens all the time. That's so. <laughs> They're always hysterical. Yeah. So let's talk about what you were telling me before. Um, drinking behind the bar is the issue here. All right. So let me let me first turn the tables. What do you think about drinking behind a bar? 
I think uh, a lot of people do it, and when you get used to it, you can do it. It's not a professional thing to do, but um, a lot of people do. And I tell you what, some customers, some customers want you to drink with them. Yes, you know, you never do. It. Well, you know what it is. I like drinking, so with me, it's kind of like business and pleasure. Mm. I can't, I can't really balance the two. Where yeah. I want to work, and then after work, I want to drink. Right, and I, this, that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging, but. When I went to this, um, I went to the catering hall, my, my first day there, uh-huh. I meet the head bartender's name is Freddie. And uh, he starts, uh, he you know, we introduced ourselves, and he's like, so you attended a bar before? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what have you done? I said, well, in college, I worked at a nightclub, and I worked at a few bars. And I go, by the way, I went to bartending school. He looks at me and goes, don't tell people that. <laughs> like, he was, and he was serious. He's like, what? That, that mean? He goes, that means nothing. So uh, this guy, Freddie, was the head bartender, and he took me for a tour around the whole catering hall, and this, right. this place had four rooms. Uh-huh. And he said, he taught me first, which I had no idea. He says, when you walk, always walk to your right. Sure. Yeah. When you go through a door, always walk through your right. And, you yeah. know, he's taking me, you know, a tour. And then he explains to me, when you're behind a bar and there's a lot of bartenders, when you're behind a bartender, always say behind you. Yeah. I never knew that. I never mm-hmm. learned that at the club or, or some of the bars. Bar bartending school. Yeah, bartending <laughs> school. So I start working there and uh, I'm doing well. I'm going on my second month there and uh, I'm working with this guy, Freddie. So I'm about to go on. We have like a 15 minute, you know, kill, you know, downtime before mm-hmm. we go on. And, and Freddie's like, I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. And this is the head bartender. He, he could fire yeah. or hire anybody he wants. Oh, yeah. He goes, I'm uncomfortable working with you. <laughs> and I said, okay. And this guy, Freddie, he used to like drinking behind a bar. Mm-hmm. And he was a professional. He used to drink Jack and Coke, and he mm-hmm. would drink. And it was no Didn't problem. Didn't affect him, right? Didn't affect him, and he yeah. drank it. And, and yeah. I have no problem with it. And a lot of bartenders do it. Right. It's cool. You know what I mean? He, he was never reckless. He had great, you know, it was, didn't affect his judgment. So he goes, um, I'm uncomfortable working with you because you don't drink. Uh-huh. Okay? And he goes, a lot of the bartenders are uncomfortable working with you. Mm. So I kind of got defensive, and I said, so if all the fucking bartenders are jumping off the George Washington Bridge, should I fucking jump too? You <laughs> right, know? Right. I go, what kind of logic is this? So he got very confrontational. Really? That's, he was a tightly wound dude, man. He mm. was just very uptight. Excellent bartender. Mm-hmm. Excellent leadership skills. Mm-hmm. We would have big events where there would be thousands of people, and he would, he would dictate and delegate responsibility. I mean, he mm. really was a very good leader, but he was set in his way. So... It got it became like a confrontational situation. He was arguing with me, and then I'm like, you know what? This guy's playing checkers. I'm playing chess. You know what I mean? In life, there's people playing checkers. I play chess. So I look at him. I go, Freddie. So listen, let me ask you something. So if I drink tonight with you, yeah, are we cool? Uh-huh. He goes, yeah. Okay. So I I I start off. I I do two strong Jack and Cokes. I give uh-huh. him one, and I give me one. Uh-huh. The thing about Freddie's, I'm playing. I'm playing chess. Yeah. He's playing checkers. <laughs> Freddie was the head bartender, and he would leave yeah. the bar to check on the other bartenders. Oh, okay. So when he left, I just dumped the fucking drink, <laughs> and then I filled it with with the Coke. Uh huh. And then I kept up with him all night, uh-huh. and everything and everything was cooler then. And uh-huh. I guess he gave me he gave, he nodded to the other bartenders, whatever he did. <laughs> that I'm drinking with Vano. He's like you know he's cool. He's not a rat or whatever. And the thing is mm. that it was just like I'm tightly wound in that aspect where I don't want. I enjoy drinking after the gig yeah. where we all meet up, we'll go out for a drink, and we yeah. talk about a shift. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy that more. Yeah, it's a, it's like a double pleasure yeah. for me to just think, oh, I just I made I had a good time. I met these people. I made a few dollars, uh-huh. and I'm drinking. I could never balance that. It's just me personally, right? And it, it took me to do that 
to, yeah. to get his trust. It was the weirdest thing. And I've never, like, you know, I, I'm uncomfortable working with you because you don't drink. <laughs> it's like, he's like a drug dealer. Like, if you don't do yeah, drugs, I, like you're, he's you're a chopping a line out and he wants to see me fucking take a bump. And I'm like, yo, I mean, come are you on. A co- are you a cop? I'm like, oh, are we cool now? You know? But it's just, that's what it took. And then it made me, I, I was thinking of that to talk about it on the show. And then it, I thought of a, a, when I worked at the club, there was a guy, Louie. And this cat, Louie, was a fucking rock star. Okay. And he had a Tommy Lee vibe. Oh, I yeah. mean, dude, he had a following yeah. before a following. Uh-huh. People, you know, it was, just, it was just amazing to see this guy work. He, uh, like I said, he had a following and he had like, you know, like um, the, the poor, the, um, when you open the bottles, the bottle opener. Yeah. He had it like on a chain wallet and no, he had no, string nice. and it looked so cool. He looked so cool. He would just open it and he, it yeah. was just crazy. But uh-huh. the thing about him was he was cool up until a certain point because he loved Johnny Black. Uh-oh. And he used to say, you, you can't leave it, you can't leave it full. You can't leave it full. And he just drank to his head. But he was great to work with. But yeah. then up until a certain point, he was fucking reckless. Oh uh, boy. Reckless. And this guy, like I said, was a rock star. He would leave with a different girl like every night. <laughs> every night. This guy and he had no that's, license. That's bad for business too, by the way. We- <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. But he, <laughs> yeah. he had no license because all he constantly drove drunk. Oh. And God. he lived. He lived like two blocks from the club. Oh, okay. So like, he, but well, he used to have parties. Like he would meet guests, and yeah. like people at the club. And he was yeah, like, an after party. He's like, Vano, come to my pad. We're having a party, bro. And these parties were legendary. Yeah, wow. Uh, just, you know, you, just, anything. I mean, it was fucking like, a, it was like a strip club. <laughs> this guy was fucking nuts. On his kitchen table, he had a goldfish bowl, right? Uh-oh. And he had papers in the goldfish bowl. Like little, I don't know what they were papers. I go, I go, Louie, what the fuck is that? <laughs> He goes, well, take a couple. And I, I take a couple and I open them up and it says Kristen, phone, you know, with a phone uh, number. <laughs> Jennifer with a phone number. So he had all these, I go, this is all from the club? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, when I'm bored, I'll just call one. And I'm like, holy shit. And I, I would see this guy do this. He, this guy would, this guy was a pimp, straight yeah. up, whatever. But as cool it was working with him, I mean, even with Flair, this guy would do a move where he would take a drink fill with ice then he'd take an ice cube right uh, he'd throw the ice cube in the air yeah and then he would be looking to the chick talking to the girl <laughs> and the ice cube would fall into the thing without him breaking eye contact nice. or trying he would just know where to do it I mean oh, I would try the, I'm gonna practice that oh dude I, I would try it. The, the cube would end up in my hair hit the guests fucking hit the bottles but this guy was cool but this guy he got to a point when he started when he was behind the bar that it was uncomfortable to work with him because he would get really shit faced yeah I cut people off he served them he would yeah. do shit like one time he um he did this a few times but one time he got me in a real situation where he went up to one of the biggest guys in the club that was with his girl no, with, with a girl this guy was with a girl and he looks at the guy and he says hey and he says this bartender says he can kick your ass <laughs> and, and he points to me oh my and then I'm like, you know, I got to talk to this guy who wants to fight me. And I'm like, nah, I never said it. Then think if you're out and you're with your yeah. chick and some dude says yep. to you, hey, this bartender says you're going to kick You're going to maintain your image. You're embarrassed. You're angry. Of course. And so I was like, I couldn't work with this guy anymore because he was uh-huh. reckless. But And I, I didn't know how to go about it because yeah. I liked him. I didn't want to insult him. But it was yeah. like, it was a roller coaster ride with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And this dude, this like dude, that. he had like, he had the sleeves, like the, all the ink. That's- but it was like back then when you had that. Like yeah, today, that everybody was, has the yeah, sleeves. Yeah, that back then, bad. that was commitment, <laughs> right? You know, he was just—he was just a fucking rebel. He lived on his terms, right? I mean, he was just out of control. But he eventually got fired. I think the owner caught him stealing or something. Oh, man. But it was just—I—I I think it out like the drinking where Freddie could do it. Uh, yeah. 
and it wouldn't affect his bartending. Right. Although Freddie was a dick in his personal life, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this guy Freddie, he yeah. will like he he had a set spot that he could only work. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I. I Got there early and I put it in his spot without realizing that was yeah. his spot. He went bananas. Yep. And I was, and in my mind, I'm like, you could put me in the fucking parking lot. I'll still make money. It doesn't matter where you work. When you when you could bartend, you could bartend. Yeah, but I find I find like each one of those stations is slightly different. And I, I there's there's one that I like to work at too because I, I just yeah I get in that mode where I don't even I know where everything is without looking, you know. Yeah. And when you're constantly moving from one place to another, it's like. Uh, you know, you, you just get out of your, out of your uh, comfort zone a little, or mm-hmm. you know, not not to get out of your comfort zone. It's just like when I work in that one spot, man, I, I could do it blindfolded. You know, nah, <laughs> but we we think about you know I, when I, I listen to the show, you know, whenever we do a show, I just listen to it and I, it's kind of proud. It's a proud feeling. Listen to what we do. Yeah, and uh, I just think of all different people I've met. And I mean, I met some of the crazy bartender. I met a bartender that uh, worked for George Clinton. Really? The, the musician, uh-huh. and he he tell me crazy stories about the road and some mm-hmm. of the things I, I can't share because I would never want to like yeah. divulge. Yeah. But he told me some crazy shit. Like, I I would work with this cat, and it would be like a dead party, like a, a christening or a fiftieth mm-hmm. surprise mm-hmm. party. Yeah, and it, I'm making no money, yeah. I, and I would have such a blast hearing stories because uh-huh. when when he wasn't on the road. George Clinton, he was uh, bartending. Right. And he would tell me the craziest shit. He told me a story one time, which I, I'm going to share because it's not really <laughs> that bad. It's kind of good. That he he was at a party with a lot of famous people. Uh-huh. And he said he just met this chick at this party. Uh-huh. And he ran into Bruce Willis. Oh, wow. And he said Bruce Willis was being really cool to him. Uh-huh. And like kind of help hooking him up, like, you know, giving him props. And, uh-huh. and he's like, dude, Bruce Willis got me late. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, and to me, that was worth more than any kind. Like that story right there, you, the way this guy, this guy was so happy explaining. He's like, dude, Bruce Willis got me late. You know, and you hear only like only in bartending, you hear this yeah, shit. You meet so yeah. many interesting people that. Oh, it's true. You know? It's true. Yeah, no, we have a nice camaraderie. I can never pronounce that word right. Behind the bar. Right, mm-hmm. you know, this connection usually, hopefully, except when, uh, except for what's his name there, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Freddie, he was cool. It just and he, you know, this guy Freddie, this was a lesson. This guy, when I came on board, Freddie had like 15 years. He w- mm. was eventually let go mm. because he was so set in his ways. Yeah. When a new manager came on board, he was like, "Enough oh. with this. I'm not oh, dealing wow. with this. I uh-huh. run the show," and that really made me realize that. And I, we talk about it. You, you can be replaced like that. I know. Yep. You know, I, I think all the bartenders out there listening, you guys have a, such an advantage from when we started. Like mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah, is huge. Yeah, you can learn anything on YouTube. And when, when or yeah, whatever. everything like whatever you like, you got a question on, you can go on YouTube and you can see how it's done in so many different ways. When, when I first started, there was no YouTube. Uh huh. And for me, when I first started, I had tremendous anxiety <laughs> opening wine yeah changing kegs yeah all, i mean i had no problem working a gig working people making drinks yeah, yeah. even cutting fruit as simple as that is i mm-hmm. was so uptight about doing mm-hmm. all that shit and you know for all you bartenders out there take advantage of the technology yeah go absolutely. on youtube learn stuff that you're uh nervous about like one time i was changing a keg yeah and i got the keg in there <laughs> And I, I mean, this is kind of a funny story. You know, this is a kind of an X-rated uh, story. So if you're under uh, 18, leave the room. But I was changing the keg and I'm trying to tap it. And the fucking beer sprayed on this girl's hair, right? So she says, uh, 
She goes, she got it in my hair. And the boyfriend looks at me and goes, hey, hey. And I'm like, oh, shit. He goes, I'm only the one allowed to do that. You know, I mean, he, he, I mean, he had a sense of humor about it, but I was so nervous. Even opening champagne, I was yeah. nervous. Oh, oh, yeah. I had anxiety about opening champagne, well, changing kegs. Maybe should we uh, give give a little advice here on how to do these things? Well, we could do it, but you know, but YouTube, yeah, you can go on YouTube and find it. It's, but just real quick, you know, with the, with the champagne, you got to put a towel over the top of the champagne. And open it with the towel because because that thing will launch, you know, like you see in the movies. It'll it, that yeah. actually happens, man. I know. That thing will take off, and you, I mean, you could actually hurt. I somebody. sprayed a few you people. Put somebody's eye out, yeah. <laughs> you know, with the cork. You know, if you yeah. hit somebody with that in the face, or can, spray, <laughs> yeah, or spray. Yeah. So that's why you put the you take your bar par rag or whatever and uh, put it over the top of the bottle, twist it gently, and if you do it right, it actually doesn't even make much more than a poof. Yeah. You know, you just very gently when you get when you get it where it's almost out, you give it a little uh, tilt, and it should just go poof. And that, yeah. that's the right way to do it because if you do it wrong, first of all, you could hurt somebody. You could launch the thing. You could embarrass yourself. Yeah. And then a lot, you know, a lot of it will spray out. So yeah. that's a waste. And some champagne is expensive. You don't want to be wasting yeah. it. So uh, what was the other thing? Wine. Yeah. Take the your uh, wine key or the the real name for it is a waiter's friend has a um, little knife on it. So what's that for? You got to cut around the tin foil and then take the top off that that tin. It's not tin foil, but it's that that wrapper yep, yep. The, uh take that off some some people will cut it around yeah. and then they'll just jam the the uh corkscrew in there with the with the i don't know that's a pet peeve of mine I, you know, then you get it in the wine yeah yeah, yeah. or the or they won't even they won't do the cut first <laughs> so they'll just they'll just start right away with the corkscrew like a barbarian yep and then they take it out but then now you got all this frayed tinfoil yeah. and you're pouring the wine right over that and you know i mean if it's if it's an expensive bottle uh, somebody you know somebody orders a hundred dollar bottle of wine they don't want to see that no way. <laughs> and what you talk about the champagne, when you're opening it, you always point it away from someone. Yep. And I, I think I talked about this in one of the shows. I sprayed some girl New Year's Eve. I shot like champagne all over her. And uh, she started crying. Oh. She was solo. She was by herself. She was meeting friends. And I got champagne all over her. I thought I was going to get fired. I had it like finagle. Like I, I said, listen, you'll drink for free tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, your friends. But I mean, but I had anxiety over like as silly as that sounds. Yeah. Most people have anxiety actually bartending. It was the in-between that freaked me out. But like with YouTube, take advantage of that. I know. Like if stuff that we mentioned that you don't understand or a drink that like like look up an old fashioned or how to shake a drink or different different perspectives from other bartenders. It's, It's good stuff. Or you can tweet us. We'll help you out if you need help. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that's not a problem, but but it's true. You can it's all, you can learn anything. You know what I read the the most the most googled term in history is how to tie a tie. <laughs> oh, that shit! Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. <laughs> so, how to open a bottle of wine? There you go. There's a tip for you. Yeah. <laughs> on on YouTube, Google, whatever. But it's uh yeah, there's there's proper ways of doing these things and. Uh, if you don't know, ask, find out. No, I absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to wrap it up for this episode. And uh, what did you think of that interview last week? That was cool, right? Oh, sick. That, sick. Those guys are awesome. We're going we're gonna to get together with them again. We're going to talk to them again, Brian and Brianna, out in California. Oh, wait, wait, one thing, my man. Two things, actually. What Brian talked about, what really I found interesting, is that like he's open to suggestions, being mm-hmm. an owner. Mm-hmm. But when you go there... Mm-hmm. You know, don't go with your cup so f- full that you're, it's my way or the highway. Yeah, you know what I mean. And how he said that he's learned a lot from 
people with a lot of experience. Right. You you can't you know you got to always go empty. You know, don't go like where you're working right now. You have how many years of experience? You're being so cool that you're going with the flow. You're not going with do it like this, do it like that. Yeah. You're keeping it cool. Yeah. And you 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 you're gradually building to that. Right. But you're you're doing it in the right doses. You know. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good point that he brought up. And another thing I wanted to bring up was I saw a movie um over the weekend uh, stand up guys with. Pacino and Christopher Walken. Oh, nice. And there's a scene that I thought of the show where they're in a diner and there's this waitress and she's very nice. And Pacino goes to Walken. She always like that. And I... Walken goes, yeah, every time. And when I leave, I'm better. <laughs> nice. I'm a better man after I yeah, yeah, just, after yeah, seeing her. What we talk yeah. about, man. I'm a How better important man. that is. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to check that movie out. I like, I like those two yeah. actors. So. Interesting, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to uh, hook us up with some stars on iTunes and, and reviews and uh, subscriptions. Uh, we, need, we need your help a little bit. So, uh, All right, well, uh, you can always reach me at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeeptips. You can reach me at bartender2222 at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Vance Vanna. Cool. Well, we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah.